you ready to rewind? Tune in Saturdays from noon to three, right here on Radio 3. Classic. For some classic Michael Lance bringing the past to the present. A little something for everyone. Guaranteed to take you back. And of course, some good old country. So join me for some classic Michael Lance. Saturday from noon to 3 on Radio 3. You can't touch this. Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Yes, it's that time of the week when we welcome back on the program Andrew Dembina. Andrew, good to speak to you today. How are you? Good to speak to you too. I'm uh, not not bad, thank you, Noreen. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Um, it's... Uh... I was going to talk about the weather, but I can't even look at nah. it. Yeah, no. I, let's, let's, let's new year, yeah. new traditions. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So let's yeah. dive straight into it. Okay. Um, what have you got well, for, for us for this week's Art Sing Around? Indeed. Last week, we had time to look at just one of the recommended top art and design showings around the world, according to the Art Newspaper, which is a great publication based in the UK. Lots of different editors and writers from around the world contributing to that. And for those who didn't hear our chat, we were only managing to have time, because of talking about other things before it, to talk about the work of 15th century Italian Renaissance-era sculptor, Donatello, who had that beautiful mother and child, religious yes. mother and child. Um, yeah. Um, this week, listener, I have sent Noreen lots of pictures, and uh, she doesn't know as ever what they uh, what 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 they are. No labels on them whatsoever. Um, but it's it's more of these globally uh, admired exhibitions, really top top exhibitions. And as I said, it's not all fine art; some of them are design as well. So, just as a quick reminder before I move on to the next ones, that Renaissance era Donatello exhibition I mentioned would be applicable to anybody who finds themselves in Florence, Italy, between the 19th of March and the 31st of July, um, and that will be at two different venues in Florence. I won't even bother telling you what they are because if you're in Florence, you can look them up. And, uh, and if you're in Berlin later this year, there will be a scaled-down version of the same show heard, uh, sorry, uh, held at, uh, at a gallery, at a big gallery in Berlin in, from the 2nd of September right through to the first week of 2023. But let's go on with the uh, list and uh, that I hope that some of our listeners, Noreen, may be able to get to in person should they be going around. But if they can't, then, and should the worst-case scenario happen, that galleries are closed and can't have people through their doors, these are all big institutions that will definitely be putting things online. Some of them have done in the past during the last two years. So even if, um, even if they do let people in, as we've said before, in many of the arts, this is becoming more and more popular anyway to give a bit of a tour, if not... Um, that thorough, at least some kind of video glimpses through gallery and museum websites of some of the great exhibitions that did not exist before COVID. So, um, so bear that in mind with some of these that I'm going to mention now. Um, so the first one that I want to mention, if you're into uh, fashion, if fashion is your tasse du thé, which is, uh, yep, that's French, Noreen, I was speaking just there. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to comment, very good accent. Yes, very good accent. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm having to wear a mask as we speak, as I'm sure you are, Noreen, because I'm in a, I'm in a place where there are other people as well. Well, so, you know um, the rules at RTHK. You have to wear a mask even if you're alone in the studio. Indeed, we have, indeed. We have strict measures here. Probably for, yeah. well, it's for our own good. Uh, yeah, it is for the net, for all the kind of uh, roster of presenters. Good Can idea. Spread it really. to the listeners. It's very no, transmissible. No. Well, well, we'll try not to. Don't get too close to your listening device, listener. Um, so, uh, yeah, try this one for size if you like your fashion. Um, it's the Yves Saint Laurent Au Musée, and Au Musée meaning at museums. To be exact, it's at a handful of museums. The, muse- the Musée de Modern Art in Paris, the Centre Pompidou, all of these are in Paris. Musée d'Orsay, Musée National Picasso, oh, there's one for you, Noreen, and the Musée Yves Saint Laurent Paris, uh, there is a museum just for Yves Saint Laurent, and the Louvre Museum. So that's a load of, of museums all at the same time to celebrate 60 years of the, since the first fashion show under the Yves Saint Laurent name to hit the runways. So it's a big milestone, 60 years, for one of the biggest names in uh, Parisian or, or French fashion. Fashion is certainly something that you won't hear me talk about much over the time that I've done, um, you know, artsing around. But, uh, but, but, it, but there are icons of it, and there aren't too many greater than, than this person. What they're going to do, really interesting, is not just show the different designs through six decades, but they're going to pair them like a fine wine and a fine dish, or a simple beer and a simple dish but it's um but they're going to pair them with other artworks now this is this is where it gets really interesting so they'll have a a YSL creation fashion creation next to some of the biggest names in modern art including Mondrian Matisse um Dufy who is a painter from the 1940s um for example the Raoul Dufy painting which is called uh, Electricité. Uh, uh, in English, the, the name of it is the, the Electricity Fairy, and it's from about 1940. And right next to this painting, there's because of the way the fairy looks with its silk dresses. And I haven't sent you this picture because it wasn't included in the article. Um, was uh, they're going to have three um, Yves Saint Laurent silk dresses that are sort of semi-translucent and inspired by the way that Raoul Dufy, a, a great modern art painter from uh, early 20th century Paris, painted his, his work in translucent oil paints. I think this is really interesting. Another one, the Museum d'Orsay, is uh, focusing on the writing, so not just visual arts, but the writing of Marcel Proust, who is also you know, a very well-known 20th century writer in France, and, and his writings helped inspire uh, Saint Laurent's uh, first tuxedo design for women. So all of these are archive pieces of fashion that were often prototypes that didn't go into production, you know, couture, the stuff, the crazy stuff that you see on catwalks that doesn't actually make it into any shops but can be... Um, that, that can appeal to people who will get things, people who have the money to do so, to get things made for them, to order, to tailor fit them. So it's, an, it's a pretty amazing thing. And also, even uh, one for you, um, Noreen, at the Musée National Picasso, one of your favourite artists there, um, <laughs> there will be um, some of the designs that were very theatrical. Because you might not know this, the as well as doing 
cubist painting and sculpture. Picasso also made some theatre and ballet stage sets and costumes. And so next to some of the costumes and stage sets um, in the National Museum of Picasso in Paris, there will be uh, some of Yves Saint Laurent's more um, out-there, theatrical-looking uh, one-off pieces of fashion. Quite that. So that's so that's the first one. Pretty massive exhibition. Next one is um, is in London, and it's from the 17th of February till the uh, 17th of July, and it's an exhibition called The World of Stonehenge. You lived in the UK for a while, Noreen, didn't you? You I know what Stone, Stonehenge yeah, is, don't you? It's very famous. I've never yeah. seen it before, though. In oh, person. you didn't go there? Okay. No, I didn't well, go it's there. it's very, very south, um, close to Devon, uh, on the way to Devon, mm. in this very south, south part of England, and it is um, it is a circle of um, uh, of stones balanced on top of each other to form arches. So you'll have two um, horizontal, sorry, you have two vertical slabs either side and a horizontal one on top, a bit like a gate. And those are really, people are not 100% certain of the uh, of the people, whether they were druids, worshippers of the sun and other natural forces that set them up. Um, there are lots of different theories about them, but nobody knows for sure. But there's going to be, a at the, at the British Museum, an exhibition that also... Uh, pulls out a new theory or, or lesser known theory that some of the people who lived around the Stonehenge area near Devon and Exeter in the south of England were people who actually had contact with those in continental Europe. There were established trade links to Europe. This has been discovered. There's going to be evidence of this. And one of the pieces that's going to be displayed is a Bronze Age pendant that is based on the sun. And I think I did send you a picture of this. It's a kind of a, a half moon shape with lots of deep engravings. It's made out of brass. It looks like gold. And it's, um, and it's from 1000 to 800 BC. And it's an incredible bit of carved jewellery that is in immaculate condition from Germany, where theory will have it during this exhibition from 17th February at the British Museum. That the, those inhabitants around Stonehenge were trading with people in Europe, which is quite amazing. Mm. I, 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 it sounds like a show that in in normal times should I be heading over to that part of, uh, the, of the world, London. Yeah. I'd love, love to see it. It sounds really interesting. Mm. Moving on quickly, because there's a lot of exhibitions to cover. Next, there's, um, I sent you a couple of pictures. Uh, one is an artwork and one is the um, Grand Dame herself. It's, uh, her name is Faith Ringgold, and she is a very established 90-something-year-old black American artist. And there's a picture that I sent Noreen of her sitting in a chair with her very minimalist abstract works in the background, but also hers uh, in this show, which is a retrospective of, of her socially aware work is a piece called United States of Attica from 1972 and it's like a map of America in green and red bold colors you can see that one Noreen yeah, yeah. Um, and Attica is the name of a prison where men died in prison under um, let's say hazy 
circumstances that weren't fully um, that weren't felt to be yeah it was felt that they weren't properly investigated mm-hmm. or fully divulged and there were lots of demonstrations about it and a lot of her work does have social commentary and the painting of the map of the whole of America divided into states has a lot of writing scrawled over it and that is where cases of what she thinks are misjustice or justice that wasn't properly transparently explained happened in the USA. And she is a great great sort of uh, big name in in modern art in America. Yeah, she's 91. She's had a massive career um, that really has reflected on the whole civil rights era and a lot about uh, the black community in America as well. And she tells stories of Harlem, which is where she's from in New York. Mm -hmm. And it's on at uh, the new, the, what's called the New Museum, which we've mentioned once before. They had something on the indigenous American people not long ago that I mentioned. And that's in New York, and it'll be on from the 17th of February to the 5th of June. Quite a long exhibition, should anyone listening be going to New York. But if you're going to the Netherlands, Holland, then there's an amazing uh, uh, retrospective uh, of um, Mondrian, who is a very minimalist painter. I've got a feeling you won't like his work, Noreen. I sent you a black and white uh, canvas image, oil painting, with a tiny red area in it. Can you see that? I can. Very abstract. What does it mean? Well, um, let me give you the title of it and and tell me if it helps you. It's called Lozenge Composition with Eight Lines and Red. In brackets, (laughs) picture number three from from 1938. Does it all fall into place now with the given given the name? It's a title, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It just rolls off the tongue, that one. Yeah. Um, He was obsessed and he did study architecture um, initially and then he moved sideways into fine art doing these very minimalist uh, linear paintings and he made a very successful fine art painting career out of it in every modern art uh, history book as being very um, well structured in his approach to paintings it's all about the form it's all about the way the eye moves around the canvas and he uses very few colors this is a white diagonal shaped canvas it's square but you've got the uh, you've got it rotated so the points of the square are at the are where on the compass you'd have north south east and west and very few lines so that's something to look out for if you like that sort of thing. Got a feeling Noreen won't be thinking about this from a few seconds' time when I stop talking about it. But if you're interested in it, listener, it's on from the 2nd of April to the 25th of September at the Kunstmuseum in Hague, the Netherlands. You know how I feel about abstract um, art, I know. Andrew. You that's, know me that's so why. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I know. Weird. I know. I know. Um, on to uh, something else, which is an every other year cracker that people in the fine arts year, uh, world cannot wait for. It's the Venice Biennale. Biennale meaning every two years. Mm. Biennial is another is another way of saying it. Um, and it's a um, an exhibition where invited artists from different countries around the world get to show their work in every fine art media you can think of, from painting to drawing to sculpture. And that will be on if uh, all is well with the pandemic in Venice, in various venues in Venice, not just in one. And that'll be easy to find should you be heading there. I'm going to move on fast because there's, you know, I'm covering quite a lot of different 
types of artwork here. There's a, uh, do, do you see among the pictures I've sent you, Noreen, there's a picture of a, uh, of a bronze, rather large bird perched with buildings in the background across a road. Uh, I do. Is that a bird? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it is a bird. Yeah. I know. It's hard to see at first. It looks like it could be a flame or something, but it, but it's actually a, it is a bird. And it's, um, it's one of the exhibitions that are going to be on in Qatar, which is a very unusual thing to do around the World Cup time. It's the World Cup Sculpture Festival. And I love it, the fact that among a football, soccer, World Cup, there's, um, you know, there's a massive sculpture exhibition happening that, that where there are going to be these, frankly, if they're as bizarre as the one that I've just um, described to you there, listener, and Nori and I have been talking about it, of a bird that is perched overlooking a motorway. It's a funny place to put it. Um, I mean, I don't know what else is around there, but in the picture, one of the official pictures from this exhibition, um, there seems to be a minaret of a mosque in the background um, and a couple of, I don't know, there's a blue roof that looks more like a, more like a, a stadium than a than a temple, but I guess it is a temple as there's a minaret right next to it. Uh, but it's the fact that this bird is kind of perched watching what looks like in some times of the day it might be a very busy road. There are there are three or four lanes that we can see uh, as we as the you know as uh, the photographer takes this image of a bird looking right at him, which must be the size of about a five-story building in bronze. Quite imposing, mm. but very but very kind of simple and almost cartoon. Yeah, almost cartoon-like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Moving on from that, um, there's going to be an exhibition by one of my favourite ever artists. Like, if if someone asked me what my favourite artists are, this guy would be in the list of my top five ever. I say guy, this guy is like a legend of modern art, Paul Cezanne, the late Paul Cezanne, um, who was from the early 20th century at his prime. And interestingly, it's going to be what is billed as the largest ever exhibition of Cezanne's works. And it's not happening in France, where the man was from. He spent a lot of his time painting in the south of France. And the picture that I sent you, Noreen, is a still life, a classic Cezanne still life of apples, and different uh, bits of porcelain on a table. I don't want anyone to think that that seems boring because I don't know what you think of this, Noreen, but but his paintings, to me, they're not really old-school dark paintings. There's always a certain amount of vibrancy to them, and uh, he gets Mm. highlights of the lights that are shining off the apples and the vases. And uh, also, he concentrates a lot on some folded up, some kind of scrunched up tablecloths. Like and the he really... detail of the scrunch of the of the wrinkles yeah. in the material yeah. really stand yeah. out. And it's something so simple as well. It's just scrunched up material, but he draws it so well, paints it. Yeah. So well. Do you like that kind of painting? Still, still life like yeah. that? Well, yeah, really. that's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still life is nice. Hmm. But you can tell what it is, can't you, Noreen? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not abstract. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm looking at apples and and, yeah, and cloths. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So that's on at the Art Institute of uh, Chicago from the 15th of May to the 5th of September. And then it's moving on to the Tate Modern in London from the 6th of October until March of 2023, later this year. So you've got two different places you can see it, London or Chicago. Um, So uh, apart from that, in Germany, there's going to be one of the world's largest and most influential occasional exhibitions that doesn't happen every two years like the one in venice that i mentioned it's called documenta and it'll be the 15th version of this and it happens every three or four years 
And this year, it's going to be mostly Indonesian artists that are taking place. And I get a feeling, Noreen, that I, once again, I'm not going to quite get to the end of this list. Um, and a second thing that I wanted to mention, probably won't have time for, because uh, that's quite no. a lot to take in. Think, We've only got a minute left, and Exactly, yes, exactly. We'll have to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yes, well, Andrew, thank you so much once again for your sharing for, for this week's Artsing Around. Really, all over the globe, there there's something happening. Um, and well, I, hope, I hope they happen. I hope they don't well, get cancelled. That's the thing. Please do check if you are heading to any of these places, should you have either remembered or noted any of the things we've been talking about, and make sure that you check that the museums and galleries are closed wherever you may go during this year until we hear the all clear on COVID, if that should even be happening this year. Oh, fingers crossed. I really (laughs) hope so. Yes. Well, I shall be speaking with you uh, next week from our Admiralty studio as uh, Radio 3 sort of divides once again into Uh, an AB team. So Mm. it makes no difference because we'll just be connected via phone. Thank you so much, Andrew, for joining us. Thanks, Noreen. Have a good afternoon.